It's rare to find a gift that you know everyone on your list will love. That's what you get with an incredibly soft blanket from Minky Couture. With hundreds of different styles and sizes of Minky Couture blankets, you'll find a gift that they are sure to love every single day of the year. Shop the best deals of the season at MinkyCouture.com. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. I didn't hear any sound on that one, but it's all right. Did you did you hear sound? Did anybody else hear sound? Yes. Wait, I, I I got some sound. We're back. I didn't get any sound, but what's up, Philly? How are we? Oscar, are you speaking right now? He's like it's like the scene in Ace Ventura. <laughs> yeah. the glass door. From the other side. I, the I was like I was like Rich, you went you went deaf, but you couldn't hear me, so you got scared. <laughs> if I went deaf by not listening to you, that'd be great. What is going on, Philly? How are we? We're back again for another edition of Drunk on Broad. I'm your host, Rich Conroy, Don Juan, Nick the Daddy, and then, of course, the producer himself, Oscar, gracing us with his presence. What's going on, guys? Not a whole lot. Yeah, it's trying to keep up with Oscar's new Twitter Twitter handles. and I can't believe I can't believe I got reported for retweeting it was an anime clip, and like, what the freak? You they reported you. Pornographic was a hentai. What's up, Mike? It was just it was freaking Dragon Ball uh, Super. And you got kicked for that? Yeah, they said I was. It was. It was multiple violations. I was like, what? <laughs> Since when? <laughs> We're too okay. Soft on there nowadays, man. That is so weird. Chris, what's up, brother? How are you, man? Hello. When I when oh, I had Twitter gentlemen, back, gentlemen. When I had Twitter back when it first came out, you could be you were you could be as reckless as you wanted to be, man, and it would not matter. Dude, MySpace was like one of the most reckless. If everybody I, remembers MySpace back in the day, uh, you dude, Rich, it's funny. With, I saw I saw uh, a guy that posted like a meme about about Twitter, and he's like, "Man, Twitter is so soft now." He's like, "I literally taught people how to cook crack back in the day on Twitter." <laughs> he's like, "Now you can't even go. You can't even call a fat person fat." <laughs> you, you no, can't you can't do anything. I was like, "Damn, man." It is. It is pretty. Uh, it is pretty goofy. I'm just trying to look for something, and I can't but find. Oscar live his life, dude. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. I hold him down. Oscar just needs re- to be able to just, live his just life. another reboot, right? Just <laughs> another, just another reboot. But uh, before we get started, I just want to raise uh, attention. The Broadway Hat Podcast. They are raising money for Alex's Lemonade. Every five star review, they are donating a dollar to the Alex Lemonade Foundation to help with childhood cancer. Uh, it's a good cause. Uh, the podcast is New York Ranger based. So, Oscar, I think they're what, what, what are they? What are the they? lacrosse team, right? They have the lacrosse team. I believe they play lacrosse because they're yeah. not a professional hockey team. Let's be real. It's uh, Madison Square Garden, right? Uh, the indoor lacrosse. Yo, remember? What, what <laughs> Do you remember? What was it? Was it the Philadelphia Wings? Indoor? Yeah, the Wings. Yo, they used to be lit, dude. They still play and they <laughs> still train at um, whatchamacallit, um, Skate Zone. They still train at Skate Zone. Yeah. Wow. And if you drive by, it says official home of the wings. It's pretty funny. But, uh, yeah, like, subscribe, leave them a five-star review. Every do- every five-star review, that is it right there. Uh, it's for Alex's Lemonade. They have actually a lot of good content. They do um, a lot of stuff with former and 
ex-Rangers players. So if you're into that stuff, please go check it out. Don, you're a hockey guy, even if you're not a Rangers fan, if you don't like lacrosse at all, check it out and uh, and see what it is. So, boys, hats off to you and uh, keep raising money for a good cause. Nope. Don, how was uh, the Fired Up show last night? Listen, minus a couple of technical difficulties, we couldn't we couldn't get the the audio quite figured out with a bunch of echoes and stuff. But we we ended up recording it on something else. Um, it was a ton of fun. It was a ton of fun, and and I think why it felt the way it did was because it felt a lot like this. It was a lot of just good, genuine, authentic Philly sports conversation. It manifested into a couple of other extra things that we you know, didn't plan to talk about, but just a ton of fun. Those guys do it fun. And and I actually love the, the idea of the, um, the trivia right in the middle. They kind of mix it in spur of the moment. Yeah, that was cool. Um, it's, it was just a ton of fun. So shout out to those guys, those guys, I put out some stuff today uh, with links to some of their previous episodes. Um, they do a ton of great stuff. So shout out to Mike and Dom. And, you know, I know you were on with Chip last night. We were kind of, in two different yeah. verses, but yeah, it was it was a ton of fun. Chips got me bringing up kids not being able to take criticism, and you you guys are just having a good old time. But Chip, it was a great time as always. But we'll uh, we'll discuss some of that stuff later. Whoever knows tonight's show is literally called "Just Drunk" at this point because right now it's a lull in a lot of Philly sports. It is the All Star break for baseball. Um, lacrosse isn't playing right now, so we really have nothing to follow. I mean, besides the Philadelphia Union. Uh, I saw that they were they had a one one tie the other day, which was which is pretty cool. I don't know much about that. I'm not going to try. <laughs> like I do. That that's cool, score. man. That's cool. What'd you say, Oscar? You just know that's the final score. That's all. You that's, know. that's all I know is the final score. But one day I will actually sit down and watch a game. Uh, Oscar, Chris has a question for you. So who? Uh, I know that's who, what I was. That's what I was laughing at. That, that who, was the like funniest thing I've seen in such a long time. Who win the Euros Cup? Who? No, it's who will the soccer Euro Cup? Right. Yes. Well, he meant probably who will win. You think so? I believe. Yeah, I thought so. that was a joke because that was a really good joke. Um, <laughs> it's still a good joke because Italy already freaking won. So. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right, Chris. <laughs> I was going to say, I believe Italy already won. Uh, well, listen, I, I am not a soccer fan by any stretch of the imagination. Hey, Ray. How are you? Oscar, that was by far one of the best sporting events I've watched in a really long time. I know it. I know it has something to do with the fact that I don't have a vested interest in either team, so I just got the chance to appreciate the game for what it was. But that was incredible. It was. It was. It was definitely. I mean, again, same same wise. I just watched it to watch. Um, I was on the edge of my seat the entire game. It was intense. It was. It was, wow. it, was it was just a good game, which is what you hope all finals are like in the first place. The best two teams make it to the end. Yeah, but I just think that. Uh... Those type of games shouldn't be decided by penalty kicks or like penalty shots in the NHL too. You know what I mean? Um, you see, so here's my problem with that. There's they're playing 120 minutes at that point already. A lot of play until they die. Right? Supposed to, to be in no, great shape, aren't they? Nobody wants to run for more. Put it this way: out of the 120 minutes, I think I've read a while stat that 80 of it was constant running. So it's just <laughs> I mean, they're not marathon runners; they're sprinters. So essentially, they're just sprinting at Short distances so much. Speed the so, whole uh, so, Oscar, how do, how do you solve that? 
do you go golden golden goal and just no i i i like the current structure i think it's the most fair structure because it was a 30 minutes overtime right oh yeah 120 minutes so uh um, so 30 minutes overtime and then penalty shots and then like put it this way if you're a deadlock after 120 minutes of playing each other you guys guys got to call it quit one way or another and that's one of the most first way to do it so, but so speaking, listen, so here's the comparison though it's the the equivalent of what we know as nfl football is if you play to the end of overtime and overtime's tied and you decide the game on kicking field goals i think would, would, would that's not like, fair at all because you're only leaving it on one player, which is literally just your kicker. Um, your yeah. kicker. Whereas in soccer, you're leaving up to six players, half the team get a chance, and if not, only 11 get a chance if, you know, it doesn't get decided by the first five. They just keep going. They just keep doing penalties, right? Everybody yeah. has to take a turn. Yeah. So the funny thing is about structure, Nick brought up a topic that we can touch on right now, and that is the MLB rule changes. Yes or no? Nick, would you like to enlighten us what the rule changes might be? Yeah, so they just posted this um, coming directly from Manfred today. Potential rule changes. Sorry. Um, Potential rule changes are – there's going to be four. So banning or limiting defensive shifts. I agree. Uh, Number two is elimination of the seven-inning and doubleheader, which they just enacted as of last year. Keep it. The third one is elimination of starting the extra innings with a man on second base. And the fourth one would be extending the DH to the National League. Yes. Yes. So, so only so go ahead, Nick. Go ahead. Sorry, you, you talk first. Personally, I know Rich is more new school with the MLB. I think all these should pass. All of them. I don't like the seven inning doubleheader because I don't like nine hours of bad baseball. It won't be bad baseball if you. They're going to bring up a twenty seventh man, and you're going to get some guy who can't pitch to pitch the first game every single shift, fucking time. If you eliminate shifts and you add the DH, you won't need two seven inning double headers, Rich, and you right. won't need the run hour second base because now, think about how many hits these guys have taken away from them because we defensive shift. We just sit like now. I get it. The argument is, hey, learn how to hit the ball the other way. Okay, yes. but the pitchers are throwing the ball so that you can't hit it the other way. It's yeah. a lot easier. Like we play slow pitch softball, right? It's easier for me to sit back and wait on a 50 mile an hour lob and, you know, poke over the first baseman's head, which Rich is very good at doing that. Then it is in soft in, in baseball when you got a guy who's just going to throw 95 in on your hands and then drop a slider at your back foot. And yeah, you how are you going to hit that? that? I'm going to hit that down the third baseline. Yeah, how you, yeah, how are you going to do that? So you're it's gonna, like, you're not going to hit I, that to right. I see both sides. Like I, I know the shift is an analytical thing. The MLB wants to use analytics to control the game, but I say this. I played baseball my whole life. Don played baseball so life. Rich played baseball so life. Oscar knows baseball. Be, growing up, watching a lot of baseball. According to my Bryce Harper takes, you would not shifts, know that. The shifts have negatively affected the game. That's just me. It's not even with shifts. It's the whole, I'm bringing in a guy for one out. Like, thank God they did the whole, you have to pitch an inning thing now. because that's sure. Or three batters. Because that's just, that's annoying too. Like, it's not the fact that I'm new school. It's the fact that baseball is dying for a reason. I get it. Like, we talk about this all the time. Baseball is dying because of, let's say, Bryce Harper-type contracts, 13 years for a guy who doesn't produce on that team at that time. It, it ties you up. Yeah, like, and, uh, and, and the end of the contract, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. You get Pujols-like results when he was with Anaheim, or you get Vladimir Guerrero-like results, like when these guys are at the end of their career still getting paid $26 million and you can't do anything. Sure. Seven-inning doubleheaders is great because it makes the game move. 
I love the seven inning doubleheader. I just I think that, that they're going to – the players' union is going to push back. They're going to have to – obviously, the players' union is going to have to give and take because this is a year where they're up for negotiating yep. the CBA, right? Um, so players yeah. can like it all they want, Mike, but Manfred is going to use that and he's going to take something else away from them, right? So it's like you're going to have to give and take. Do the players want to keep the seven-inning doubleheader? Or do they want to give up? Maybe, maybe Rich. Maybe like we talked about before, they say, "Hey, no contracts longer than six years." Yeah, players are going to be like, "Well, we want that security. We want that that contract that you know I'm going to get signed for ten years when I'm 28. This way, when I'm 38 and I'm not nearly as good, I'm still getting paid a lot of money." Right. So like, uh, there's, I mean, there's going to be give and take. So right. using it as a negotiating tactic is smart on Manfred's part because he's going to say, "Do you guys really like this?" I'll give that to you. I'll give that to you, but not, then I need this. Correct. Yeah. No, listen, I, Nick, I, I'm a hundred percent with you on the fact that like these things that they're proposing now totally make sense to, to change as yeah. far as I think it makes the quality of the play on the field better. Um, and, and there's still ways that, when you say banning or limiting the defensive shifts, sure. you could put things in place where you can say, listen, all four of the infields have to be on the dirt. Yeah. yeah. You could well, say you need two guys on either side of second exactly. base. Exactly. I was just going to say that. Yeah. You can still shade to the hole. You can right. shade to the bag. That's been going on since the start of the get the sport, you know, but having three guys, you know, I only have my third baseman staying at, at shortstop. I have my shortstop now playing, Short left, right. Short, short right or short. Yeah, right. that's that's ridiculous. Get rid of you, know. you, need, you need to get rid of that. The, I mean, the DH I, needs to be universal. That's that's absolutely a, a thousand percent. But you also need to like if I'm going to change the game to make the game better, you have to get rid of the six years of 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 service. The six years of service is the stupidest thing because teams can manipulate that like they mm -hmm. did with Paddock last year. They kept bringing Paddock up, and then they would send them right back down. They would keep right. him onto an innings uh, minimum just so they can keep controlling him for more years. That's not fair. I don't like the fact that we'd never get to see big-name free agents hit the market. Like, some do, yes. But that's after they played six years, and, like, most of their best years are behind them because people figured them out. Like, yeah. I want to see, like, more guys hit free agency. I want to see more pitchers hit free agency because the best pitchers never hit it, except – Garrett Cole because Houston's like, I'm not going to pay you $400 million. Let the Yankees do that. Mm -hmm. You have to eliminate the luxury tax. You have to let players spend. You have to let teams spend. Because it's honestly, like, we argue, Nick, with Gabe, because he's a Yankees fan. We are, we can argue with Oscar. He's a Yankees fan. It's not fair to the market. But look at the Phillies. Look what they're doing. They can't spend more money. If they Imagine if they had an owner who wanted to spend more money, but they can't because he doesn't want to go over the luxury tax, and then you're, yeah. you're just screwed. So what's the point of signing these? And this is my whole opinion with, with uh, Bryce Harper, with what Shohei's going to get next, and what Trout's going to get. What is the point of signing these guys to $350, $400, $500 million contracts when it ultimately will not land you a World Series? There's no point. You're just keeping them there to sell tickets. So it's like paying a quarterback $45 million a year. Yeah, like it makes no sense. You can't win that way. And, and Rich, your your example of the Angels is perfect because it's a sense. And we talked, I, I talked about this with Mike and Don last night. Like the Angels 
are the late night West Coast version of the Phillies. Yeah. They've they got are. a bunch of high price guys at the top of their roster and then not a whole lot of substance afterwards. Rendell's making like $300 million. Yeah. Like, ridiculous. Like, and then you're going to have to sign Shohei. So Shohei's probably well, going to get like $400 million. He's so still three guys he's making still, over a billion dollars. I think Shohei's still signed for like four more years, Rich. Well, I know, but he's making $300,000. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, they're yeah. going to do something to the point of like, hey, like, I think that's also ridiculous that he's only making $300,000. But what are you going to do? That's the contract you should I think but, they had to pay a they, I think they might have to pay. Up. I'm gonna look it up right now. It just it blows yeah. my mind. It it honestly it blows my mind that baseball like baseball is dying for just because they don't want to get into the 21st century. Like that's my opinion. they they just don't want to the speed of the game, the all right, analytics, like they need to take analytics out because I hate the one like the one reliever per one batter, or what they now they change it to the to three guys. But it also chunks up. I also think the season's too long. That's just me. Cut it down and have a three-man rotation and let it go that way. Because I mean, these four or five spot start guys are terrible. But you need the, to the White Sox are, are a prime example of that. Like the White Sox are as old school as it gets with Ryan Storff and with Tony La Russa. Yeah. Like they kind of threw all the analytics stuff out and was like, no, we're just going to build a good team with good players. It, it it kind of shines a light on all the reasons why the analytics stuff just doesn't work. It just junks up the game. You're, you're you're putting a bunch of statistics in terms of launch angles and it, the the million acronyms that you can throw out there that. Most people don't actually know what it is. But if yeah. you ask a baseball fan to sit down and watch a game, they don't need to know what launch angles are. They don't need to know what all that other stuff is. They can watch a game and say, hey, listen, that dude can rake. He might be over three that night, but that dude can rake. He's hitting balls into the gap. Like the analytical stuff has ruined this game for sure. A thousand percent. It slowed the game down to a dull movement of a snail like, like pace, which is ridiculous because I'm not spending my Sunday afternoon in 95 degree heat watching the Phillies play no. a seven hour or a th- I'm just exaggerating, of course, but I'm not having them play a three hour game. I'm sorry. Or a four hour game in 95 degree heat. But first, I want and I want to answer some questions before we keep going because it's going to be a late episode. Chris wants to know, Don, you watching Shark Week, bud? Who isn't watching Shark Week? I know, dude. Shark Week was is pretty dope. Shark Week is so I so I'm I'm torn between like there's a couple of things that I like about it. I like the the shows about the people that are tracking the sharks and watch them go up and down the coast, um, but the best part about shark week is seeing the breach videos where they have the fake seal dragging behind the boat and they get the sharks to jump out of the water. Like that kind of stuff is just awesome. It's just cool to watch. It's cool to watch because you don't see, you don't see that ever in real life. 
Prince Blue, you fucking with me? Because uh, one, I don't eat tuna <laughs> anyway. Come on. And two, I don't eat shop, uh, Subway. Dude, have you guys seen Seaspiracy? Yeah. Like, I believe that. Like, I totally see that being a thing. I didn't like, see they're it. They're trying to push that meatless meat now, man. Oh, yeah. the Beyond stuff? Ooh. I was looking at the back of the... Uh, I saw Bro, it's worse for you than real meat. I was looking at the ingredient list. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, so this, this burger has 27 ingredients. I can just eat a ground beef burger that's literally just beef. Just beef. One. All right. I'll take the beef burger every day of the week. Bro, beef, like beef, salt, pepper, cheese. Yeah, dude. Like I'm oh. not. Ooh, what's your favorite shark? All right, Nick, you answer first. Um, whatever one's not gonna fucking attack me. <laughs> probably, probably the dog shark. Nah, probably uh, the whale shark. Whale shark. Pretty, shark? Whale shark's pretty dark, dope, but isn't isn't a whale shark? They're like not aggressive, right? No, they're not aggressive. Like you nah, I like the little feisty ones. What are they? Nurse sharks? Nurse sharks, yeah. Okay, yeah, they'll get you. Lemon sharks, they'll get you. Oscar, what's your favorite type of shark there, bud? There's only one type of favorite type of shark. It's a cat shark. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's rare to find a gift that you know everyone on your list will love. That's what you get with an incredibly soft blanket from Minky Couture. With hundreds of different styles and sizes of Minky Couture blankets, you'll find a gift that they are sure to love every single day of the year. Shop the best deals of the season at MinkyCouture.com. It's a cat shark. <laughs> it's so you guys ever seen it? Let me put a little picture real quick. <laughs> a cat shark. Dumb. What is your favorite type of, of shark? Uh, listen, I'm going to go with the with one that used to freak me out as a kid. The wait, hammerhead wait, shark. I'm going with the hammerhead <laughs> shark. It's got he's got got the big that big long head in the front. It's got oh, the yeah. eyeball on either side. That thing used to freak me out as a kid. They are fucking creepy. Oscar, what were you saying? I had to mute you. What were you saying? There's no such thing as a cat shark. Oh my god, I thought I was actually joking around. But there's it's an actual <laughs> it's an actual type of shark. There's an actual type of shark called cat shark. I like bull sharks because they are fucking aggressive. And like the thing in Manasquan, New Jersey, like in the uh, early 1900s where those three kids got murdered in the, uh, in like the little, like, uh, what is it? What do the they inlet? call it? No, it's not even like an inland. It was like a little river, but it wasn't wild. It was a creek and it was okay. a bull shark nursing area. Yeah. Don't so they? The they kids got eaten and they fought. Yeah. They go, they nurse and they, uh, they breed in, fresh water and then they go into salt water so i always found that magnificent and that story scared the fucking shit out of me so i had to go with that this was terrifying great why is bryce harper so polarizing because he has slick back hair he gets paid 330 million dollars and swings he's swing he's got a really nice swing but he's a really nice swing i don't hate the guy I just don't the think he's worth three hundred and thirty million dollars. You think though, it's not your money. Who cares? <laughs> he he's got he has got the opportunity every time he steps in the plate, like steps up to the plate, to hit a ball four hundred and fifty feet. That's all I want to see so, him like, do. I just right. want to see him be Barry Bonds, baby, and he ain't. Yeah, right. Well, that's really hard to be though. You have to be on steroids and whatnot. 
Barry Bonds sold yeah, one pitch. I don't give a shit about his steroids. He sold one the pitch. Player to ever walk on the earth if they want to be Barry Bonds. I just think Bryce Harper needs to, to sack up and just start hitting more home runs. I'm going to get fucking killed, no, and I'm just going to no. just going to love it. Rich, with with, with his, like, like I know, he did 45 home runs, and he's not doing it. Yeah, go ahead, Doc. And, and Rich, I I know a lot of your narrative is on production, right? Yes. So is, is the RBI production a product of this team? He hits 198 with runners in scoring position. He can't hit with runners in scoring position. But people want to throw out metrics and analytics and tell me, oh, his OPS is so fucking great. That's awesome. I love when my guys hit doubles with nobody on base. That is the coolest fucking thing that happens. But when there's a guy on second base and a guy on third, he can't fucking plate them. This is That's exactly what I pay my guy $26 million for. Because that's, that's essentially what we pay him to do, right, is to just – get on base when nobody else is but when people are on base we pay him to strike out on really bad pitches or just roll over grounders to the second baseman because it's funny they can't shift when there's a guy on second base or when there's a guy on third and he's and he still can't plate the runner so it kind of like boggles my mind he's been good for the past five games and i hope he continues but he's one of those guys he him and reese are let's hit some streaks and then we will just we'll like we'll bat like 418 in like two weeks and then the next two weeks we'll bat like 079. Listen, in, in order for this team to to be in some kind of contention, they're going to need that kind of production from both of those guys for an extended period of time in order for them to be able to make a serious move. And I think like I'm at the spot where I'm like hopefully optimistic because I'm like I, I want – Red October so bad that I don't I know, give a, like I don't give a shit if I know that they don't have the pitching if they don't have the bullpen if they like I, I don't care I don't care at this point I want to see playoff baseball we have the the longest active streak of missing the playoffs I'm in a spot where I'm like you know what. I know that their the the back end of their bullpen is it sucks. I know that their relief pitching can be hit and miss. I know that their defense sucks, but I still want playoff baseball. So I still want them to do well. That's why I feel like they they need to either like they need to pick a lane. They need to buy or sell. But if they're going to buy they're probably going to be using chips of players that are on the team now because they don't have anything in the farm system to, to, to barter with. What's hey, on this up. what's on this team that's really any good that you want to keep? Wheeler. And that's, that's pretty it. much it. I I would literally trade everybody on this team except for Zach Wheeler. You can't yeah, if you but here's the thing. If you trade Zach if you trade Wheeler, you have to trade Nola because essentially Nola is just gonna fizzle out into nothing because there's nobody else. I think you just you literally sell I'm saying if and you have, if you sell Nola. You sell everybody. You sell everybody. Because yeah. it just tells you that's what you, you have to do. You I mean, can't don't keep, do it I'm not keeping Zach Wheeler so he just pitches like he's he can't beat the ground. He can't be the Phillies version of the ground. No, no. But Nick, this is a good question for you. Can the Phillies scout or are they still stuck on American players? 
They've made they've made changes there. I mean, they have spent money in the international scouting pool. Have they done enough of it? Probably not. There's a couple teams that we know every year that do a really good job international scouting and just developing anyway, which are like the teams that have less money, um, which I've been saying, Rich knows for a long time, if the Rays are so good at developing and drafting, pluck from their team. Pull their head of scouting. Pay him double. I don't give a fuck. It's not my money. He's like, listen, I'm making five million. I'm making two million dollars. Okay, here's four, bro. Here's five. I don't give a shit. Yeah, and I'll pay for your travel, and you can eat for free on my dime. I'll give you a card because we need to, um, you know, do what what they're doing with our budget. We'd be unstoppable. But uh, to answer, do you that, know what happened to the the Phillies international scout a few years ago? So the Phillies international yeah. scout a few years ago was taking money. So he was saying to the Phillies, hey, I'm signing this guy to $25,000. I'm giving him a bonus. He would give the guy 10 and keep 15. But then also, he was giving money to 15-year-old kids. So by the time they got to 18, these guys weren't even in baseball shape anymore because they had a bunch of money. He, this guy screwed the pooch so bad for the Phillies that it took like three years for him to get fired. Who's that? Because nobody checked on him. They exactly. just were like, okay, this guy's doing it. He did it for three years. He stole just, money. So, <laughs> like, it's answer, ridiculous. To answer the question of can they scout, um, no. Prince Blue, the answer is that in baseball, it's different than basketball and football. It takes time to be able to have that answer. Yeah. So, we'll know in two years whether or not they can scout now. So, and all these guys that they drafted and signed free agency in the international pool, in two years, if any of them are good. I love you, Panetta. I agree. Then, I then it'd be worth it. But I always – it's just like uh, there was a kid that was well, – their first-round pick, like the kid Painter. He's got really good stuff. Pedro Martinez likes him. I'm like, okay, cool. Pedro said he's got the best arm in the, in the draft. I'm like, that's great. Pedro says that. But my first initial thought was, what? how will we ruin this kid too now? Like, and then why are we drafting a high school arm? No, I don't have a problem with drafting high school arms because college arms have more miles on them. And in college – They'll they'll throw you 100. Like I watched the kid from Ole Miss. He threw like 130 pitches in a game. They don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, no, I get it. So it's like I don't care about that. But then there was like an outfielder that they were like, oh, they should have taken him. And I'm like, well, we did a really good job drafting outfielders lately. So let me. I'm really gonna trust them to draft the outfielder. No. And then I said, listen, he can go to the team after us, and I'm sure that he'll have a better career because the team after us will do a better job at developing <laughs> him, um, putting him in the right environment, coaching him the right way. Yeah. Getting, you know, not messing with the swing like they did when Kavler got here. So, oh, speaking of this, the young phenom, I think I told you, Rich, that over – I think it was a three-year span we had the number one pick in baseball, yeah. the number one pick in <laughs> basketball. We had the number two pick in hockey, right? Yeah. And then what What was the other one? And then we had uh, – I think I think that was it. Yeah, Moniac. So we took Moniac, Moniac, Markel Fultz, and, and Nolan, Nolan Patrick. Patrick. Nolan Patrick. <laughs> All three are absolute scrubs. Laughable. Yeah. So, That's a good question by Mike. Would you bring back Cole Hamels, Don, for down the stretch? Lots of smoke there. They're going to watch him pitch. No. But, like, like, still playing? Why not? <laughs> no, he's why not. not? No, he's doing, no. A, he's doing a showcase. He's doing a showcase. Oh, is, is he, he working that more? Probably not. What? What's the – I mean – could he be worse than what they've or what what they already have? Exactly, exactly. Right? Could, no, he could it be just worse? Be, he, no, he could just could it be more worse? No, but could he be as worse? Yes. He's yeah. a guy who hasn't played. 
but at least he's Cole Hamels and he's not Matt Moore. Like in my eyes, that's, that's a no lose. No, you have to do it. I don't even need to see him pitch. It's pretty good. Yeah. You have to entertain that as an option because of how bad the guys at the back end of this rotation are. It can't possibly be worse than what they already have. You guys know Vince Velasquez is 29 already? Is he? Yeah, I have no idea what this beer is because it doesn't have a label on it, and it's not good. So I'm just going to so, put that back over I'm there. Looking, no I'm, idea. Looking at, I'm looking at the Phillies payroll right now, what? and it's just, just like – So, like, you're, pay, you're paying Matt Moore $3 million for what? To do nothing because he's not even pitching. You know what? I'm done with this. Let's get to some fun stuff. Yeah, we don't want to talk about this. Yeah, anymore. fuck these guys. All right. Oscar, <laughs> whatever one you want to pick, dude. Whatever one you want to pick. Because like, I'm pretty sure I was picking a lot of like these comments, and you just kept on going over down. No, these are great comments. No, I, I like it. But I'm saying I don't want to fucking talk about the negative Phillies anymore. All right, here we go. Start with the first one that I saw, actually. This is interesting. Is this all-time or current? Let's go all-time. Who, who Your favorite. All right, but hold on. This rock, because rock's like the overarching, like. Oh my god, can, we're gonna fucking dive pick, deep into this. We're gonna blow you can minds. Pick the sub, the sub <laughs> category. Just pick your band as long as they're they're not. Pass the doobie, bro. Pass <laughs> right, right, the doobie. Okay, okay. We'll figure it out. Whoever you want to say, what's your favorite rock group? No one's gonna be mad at you. You pick an alt group. You pick a grunge group. You pick a hardcore group. Whatever you listen to, Christian rock. I know that's Oscar's favorite. Uh, nickel well, back and shit. That Nickelback is the other one. Creed? Kings of Leon. You know, that Kings of Leon? They're Christian? They're Christian. Yeah, they used to be, dude. Well, they made a song called Sex on Fire. Is that about, like, the devil coming out of your penis? Maybe. <laughs> Dark deep, Dark deep. Sex on fire. Devil. It's like, oh, my God. Oh. I just blew it. Here's the That's an HFD version. That's <laughs> so good. Oh, so, Oscar, how about you answer first? We'll go Oscar, Nick, Don, and then myself. Yeah. Go ahead, Oscar. Let's see, Rock. Favorite. Not uh, Japanese rock, no anime rock, like legit rock. No, uh, wait, hold on. Why doesn't I mean <laughs> Japanese rock band? Why wouldn't that be okay? Like it says rock, like a freaking title. Some, K- some K-pop rock. <laughs> <laughs> what was the K-pop band like? GSI or whatever. If if you want to, that's all you. Yeah, yeah your favorite rock. rock group. They're really popular. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I have to really think about this, but like at the end of the day, like I don't want to say a punk band because I guess it's not really rock, but they kind of are rock. It's just punk rock works too. Whatever you want, Oscar. But it's more like pop punk, you know what I mean? So it's not exactly. Oh, no. I was about to say, uh, they're called the Urge. It's a New Jersey band. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Oscar. That was that was fantastic, <laughs> Nick. What's your, what's your favorite rock group? Uh, I don't know <laughs> if I can say. Yeah, what is anime rock? Mike, what's it up for? I never, I mean, all right, anime rock is like that type of rock that plays while Goku's. You'll say, and it's like just. You know what's funny is that, I, you know, when you go down rabbit holes on YouTube, Oscar, and there was like, I was watching, there was this dude that was like playing piano and he's disgusting. He plays like out in public and he was playing like anime theme songs and he was just ripping. And like people knew who it was. I'm like, I never heard this song before in my life, but this dude's killing it on the piano. That's all I know. Ooh, I want to see that video. Nick, um, what's your favorite? This is, this is tough. So I don't know if I can just pick one. So I'll go with Alice in Chains, Metallica, okay. and Incubus. 
I like it. Whoa. I like it. Those would be my three. But there's like there's so many. I probably name ten that I'm like I'll listen to them all the time. I just didn't want to do like a top ten thing because we'll Shit. be here for like two o'clock in the morning. Just it would. <laughs> it'll be just be nuts. Don, who do you have, brother? All right, so I'm gonna go kind of back to high school for me. I remember lifting in the McDevitt weight room and listening to endless albums of Led Zeppelin. Okay. Not band of all time. Of course. Considering, considering the, the catalog of music that they've produced over the entirety of their career, um, to me, you can kind of go to any album and cherry pick three or four songs off of Absolutely. any album. And I like, I like it. That's Chase Utley's walkout song for his entire career. Casimir, baby. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, to go a little bit more current, like I love Pearl Jam's catalog. Their their catalog I love of, I love of, news, uh, of of stuff that... Adam! Yeah, Pearl uh, Jam's just, one of theirs. They're one of those bands you could just put on and there's not a bad song in their catalog. Nope. No, no. There's not a bad song, so you're good. Either way. Here comes... Let's, let's see. Rich going to go to left field today? Woo! Here we go, Rich. We Here we go. Ready. We already know, baby. 311, baby. 311 all day. Favorite rock group all time. 311. Love them. Not a bad song on any of their albums, except From Chaos is a little jumpy and a little hardcore. Saw them live. We saw them live and they sound exactly the same. That's why why I love Incubus, dude. They sound exactly the same. Yeah. A band that you can watch that sounds the same per album. Jamie said, stop with the lighter. Sorry, Jamie. <laughs> Appreciate you, babe. <laughs> Probably like, I'm going to light my beard on fire. That would f- suck for Friday. Yeah. Like, that'd be me, 311. Uh, I love Slipknot. Always, always can rock with some Slipknot. Like, no matter what time of day. Used to fall asleep with Slipknot in my Pulse, of, Pulse of the Maggots. That's Richard. Pulse sleep. of the Maggots. Nah, I wish. Nah. If I had to pick a theme song from them, it would probably be. <sighs> Not duality, man. Now, duality, it's a it's a per, it's a perfect song, but it would probably be. I know I really like Vermilion, and then I like good Psychosocial. Where Sulfur is a good song. Rich literally is Psychosocial, Oscar. You can agree to that. Yeah, definitely. Pretty, pretty much, I'm Psychosocial. <laughs> and if I had to choose, like, like legit all time besides Three Eleven, Corn Adam Corn is great. Stained, I'm not really. I had one album from them, but if I had to go, Allison Chains. Allison Chains is perfect. With Lane Staley. Not, Rich's, not, Rich's favorite not band. Rich's real favorite band, Don, is Nirvana. Okay, we've had this discussion. Shut the fuck up. I hate Nirvana. What'd you say? You want a minute? Yeah, you love like you. I know you listen to them by yourself. You I guys. hate Nirvana. Like, I know I you have, I am I love grunge music. So, so I'm gonna tell you, Don. This is how I picture Nirvana. Nirvana is the builder of the table, right? They built a table, four legs, a thing to eat on, unstained piece of wood. But everybody else made it better. Allison Chains made grunge better. Foo Fighters made grunge better. Just any any grunge band made grunge I better. Mean, Nirvana was the peak at that time. I mean, Pearl Jam was. They started out grunge. So that's when uh, Soundgarden yeah. came out. Like Sound, all that. Oh my God, Soundgarden! Like all great bands. Lincoln Park, R.I.P. to some to some greats. But but, but Rich, think think about this though. You you could say that a, about a a lot of the genres of music that there were a lot of people at the beginning stages that kind of built the structure that other people just kind of yeah. took and kind of ran with it. 
Like you exactly. could say the same kind of thing about like a Grandmaster Flash, mm-hmm. right? And the Furious Five and and that and what they built in that DJ underground scene in in the early part of the, you know, the, the late, the, in that mid to late seventies. But then yeah. all of those other New York based rappers kind of all just took all that and just kind of ran with it. That's the thing. It's like you can look and see what like Run DMC did, but then you can see what like mm-hmm. leader leaders of the new school and a tribe called Quest. You could see what like all these guys build up. And, and then you Wu-Tang saw did. And Wu Tang did and see what all these guys created that just made ever like but these are I'm I'm saying these guys were like yes, innovators, but at Absolutely. their time they were the best out. Nirvana was never the best band out. The only reason why Nirvana is good is because Kurt Cobain was a psycho. And Courtney Love killed him. That's the only reason why. If, if if he never died, I don't think they would have reached the level of success that they had. It's just well, because they, don't cur- they basically just don't they're viewed as the creators of the whole genre of music, Rich. That's well, here's the thing. That, I mean, Rich, they kind of had the album sales before he even died, though. Okay. And yeah, they, were, they were considered like literally the best band at that time. Like a lot of there's a lot of magazines that were saying that when he was alive. Yeah, I, no. Listen, I I agree with what Oscar's saying, but like from Rich's from Rich's point of view, Oscar, he's saying like if you listen to the song lyrics and then listen to yeah. like Allison Chains, who was at the exact same time, Lane Staley had a better voice and he was a better songwriter. So it's like a thousand percent. But the sound, the sound is similar because it's the same style of music. There's pain and like fuck the system, like Rage Against the Machine when they first came out, fuck the system. You know we're gonna, you know we're gonna do what we want. Like Even Soundgarden at that time movie. had better lyrics. Like, tell me, you read the lyrics to "Rape Me," "Lithium," <laughs> "Smells Like Teen Spirit," or any of the songs that he wrote. Lithium's bad. They, they make no, but they make no fucking sense. It's gibberish. You know, lithium lithium. It's bipolar medicine. It's I know what lithium is. I'm saying it. The fucking lyrics. That's literally the point of the song. Rich is going to go upstairs and take some lithium right now. I'm about to go to Oscar's house, whoop some lithium in his ass. If you're so good, you have no idea, bro. God, Rich. At the same time, lyrically, yes, you could you could say the same thing about a lot of the. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's rare to find a gift that you know everyone on your list will love. That's what you get with an incredibly soft blanket from Minky Couture. With hundreds of different styles and sizes of Minky Couture blankets, you'll find a gift that they are sure to love every single day of the year. Shop the best deals of the season at MinkyCouture.com. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to that same genre. You could say the same thing about a lot of the current R&B rap music oh, right now. But it's, yeah, it's terrible. It's goofy, that, that, it's goofy as fuck. You know, it, 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 I don't Oscar, know. Transition to favorite rapper. Do we have that? Do we have favorite rapper? Yeah, we okay. can talk about this right now. We yeah. need to talk about favorite rappers. I never want to hear my favorite rappers. Dylon, 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 Dylon. Oscar's just going to be up there going 21, 21. <laughs> 21 Savage. It's Dylon. There's Dylon. I, 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 
I was gonna say, does Bad Bunny count as a rapper? Yeah, yeah. yeah what, what the yeah. fuck does he not? He raps. He's a trap artist. I mean, that's different. Oh know. Jesus! I like Christ. the one, the one song Oscar that I listen to. I'm telling you, the Ocho Noche in Miami. That song's fire. Yeah, so good. Yeah. I don't understand anything, but it just sounds like fire. I, I mean, want Don cool. to give me his 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 five his top five rappers of all, all right. time. Ooh, okay, top five of all, all time. Right. So are we going? You you want me to go five to one or one to five? One to five. One to five. No, you mean you want to start best to worst or you, best you to worst? Go? Best to worst. Oh, okay. Best to worst. Right. All right. So, so for me, one is Biggie. I I just I learned so Man. much about the Man. culture, Man. um, and, and his delivery and his intensity, um, Tupac. DMX, Eminem, and Snoop. Ooh, Dark Man up there. I like that. Yeah, Snoop. His first All album right. underrated, too. Yeah, it, it was. Yes. I a thousand percent agree. Let's I'm go gonna, Oscar, because I, I wanna I want Nick to go. I want Nick to go second to last. Oscar, who you got? Your five best. Don, All that's right. a good list. That's a good list. All right, five best. You're not gonna hate me, but it's gonna be Tupac. Number one. Tupac yeah. number five or number one? Tupac's number one. Okay, Gemini. I appreciate it. <laughs> is it, is it, hold on. Is this best or is it just favorite of all time? It's favorite. Favorite. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, there we go. That's what that I thought. Changes, that changes my list, Rich. I know it does. I know. Best and favorite are two different things. I know, but we're just going with it because I like this conversation. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Tupac, 21 Savage, because, you know, he doesn't love 21. He hasn't released a bad song ever. Why you got twelve cars when you only? <laughs> oh, why you got six cars when you got in the garage? You know, yeah. and he bought six more in others' long, So, we got six coming. You guys are gonna ride. Then we got fabulous. You know the F A B O L O. I like funeral fab. Funeral fab. Funeral fab is just So when so flashback when I used to when I was working for the Atlantic City Surf as the grounds crew taking care of the field when I would cut the grass. That was the album that I listened to the funeral fab mixtape. No, the, 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 the original, I think it was one of the first albums he put out. Holla back album. I love that. Yes. <laughs> love it. Go ahead, Doc. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. That was a, that was an insane. Oh, that was a great album. Go ahead. Oscar. We got, uh, we got fabulous, but then after that, it kind of gets weird. I guess bad bunny has to go in there. I love listening to him. Okay. And um, then I don't even know number five. I mean, I like listening to a lot, but I probably have to give it to. Um, wow, I think I'm gonna give it to Jadakiss. Okay, Oscar is New York heavy, bro. I knew yeah. that was gonna happen. <laughs> I didn't. I'm surprised he didn't mention his boy, Sean Poe. I didn't. I, you know, the thing is that Jadakiss actually jumped ahead of Sean Poe. As of recently, he just has a better catalog, though. He does, he does exactly. That's 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 literally the only reason. Well, more than one. I'm not cocky, I'm confident. So, you tell me I'm the best, it's a compliment. (laughs) (laughs) My shit, I love Jada. Nick, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Nick's got Nick's got. I like Nick's. I like Nick's. Can we include groups in this? Yes, of course you can. So, this is five to one, or am I starting with my with whatever you want? You say five, one, whatever the fuck you want. All right, so. There's all, I'll just do them. So Army of the Pharaohs is at in number there. five. They're just in my, uh, they're not numbered. Number one okay. is numbered. That's it. Army right. of the Pharaohs, 
Make a threat, um, you're hardly a scarecrow. We'll back Mendejo. This is tough, man. Um, I don't even know if I can get it down to a list, bro. This is crazy. Uh, Little Wayne. You didn't think I like Little Wayne. I love Little Wayne. <laughs> back in the day, Lil Wayne. Back in the day, Little Wayne. I know. Um, Ralph three. Wheezy bad. Yeah, not really. Uh, tech um, nine. Tech. You got the one in there. Three. You got the one in there. Um, DMX is probably my top five. I and like number it. one is people always think I'm weird, but Kanye is number one to me. I love Kanye too. Okay. Because, I didn't see that coming, dude. Kanye, no, not at all. Kanye is the most intelligent hip hop per- person ever to live. I agree 100%. Like, his beat catalog is second to none. Like, Rich, his beat catalog is up there with DJ. No, no. So, so stop it. Stop it. So you're talking producer Kanye. No, no, no. I'm talking about his rap. So his albums, like College Dropout, yeah. uh, all those that albums. He produced, that he produced. Yeah, he produced. But he produces for but everything. That's what I'm saying. But, yeah, he no. He's, I'm saying he's a top three producer. Him, oh. Jay Dilla, and, and uh, Preem. Yeah, that, I don't think he's other. a top five rapper, but he's my favorite rapper. Oh, yeah, he's your favorite rapper, which is fine. Yeah, he's, he's your favorite rapper, but yes, he's a top three producer in my eyes. Him, Jay Dilla, and And I think, and I think, he, I think he became my favorite the more I listen to him because I drive so much for work just because of how yeah. creative he is. No, he is. And I'm like, yeah, he's not like, if you know, if you're talking about best, you got to talk about lyrical ability. He's not in the, he's not in the same category as Nas. No, right. Or, no. You know, or, you know, Biggie or Big Pun, all them guys, but his creative creativeness puts him on that list, you know. I'm there. I could do my heartless foot dance. <laughs> be so heartless. <laughs> <laughs> Such good times. All right, I'll give you my five. So I'm going to go with. Gonna be, there's, let's see if, if Don knows. Uh, there's going to be there's gonna be a left field entry. There, oh, there's going to be a left field. There's going to be a left field. So I'm going to put MF Doom at five. You gotta put the doom because there's touch him lyrically. I dare you. I feel like Oscar would like MF Doom. I don't know if MF Oscar Doom is great. I actually never really got into him, so. dude. You have to. One beer. He's got Victor Vaughn, uh, King Gahydra, and MF Doom. He's got three personalities, That's and true. he'll tell you which one is which at the beginning of the song. Yeah, he's um, not. But he's, yeah, he he's, did. He did a lot of good stuff. R.I.P. MF Doom. Um, number four. I'm probably gonna put. Probably put Ace Rock, put Aesop Rock in there because he's just. I knew that was coming too. Dude, he's one of the most lyrical out of Brooklyn. Like, you can't fuck with my big 6'6 Jewish dude. He's he's the man and he skateboards. Fucking love Aesop Rock. Uh, number three, I'm going to put Hove because I just, I, I definitely think Hove is there for me. Uh, number two, Tech Nina. I got to put, I got to put Tech Nine in there. And then number one, I got to go Nickel, dude. I got to go Royce. You give me any bar exam. And That's not the one from left field. The, the ASAP Rock one I ASAP knew. ASAP Rock and probably MF Doom are, are going to be from left field, but I like the underground scene, but I don't think anybody touches Royce. Royce, Royce, Royce will just destroy you. To me, he's at the he's in like the top five best ever. But he's not, oh, yeah. Like, I like him. I like him more in Slaughterhouse than I do by himself. I don't know why. That's just me. He is – he's so – It's and the funny thing is his albums – not so like not so much, but his mixtapes, every single bar exam is so fucking good. Yeah, like well, I'll then, kill you, I'll kill you with four forty fours like a Hova album. And then like how like, many uh, how many like uh, you listen to all the slaughterhouse catalog ha- percentage of him having the best verse on those songs has gotta be sixty five percent. And all four of those guys can rap very well. Yeah. 
I was I, we, I was thinking about that the other day when I was listening to him. I was like, I'm like, Joel Ortiz. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, King Crooked. I'm like, Crooked Eye is just so good. Royce. And then I think the most overhyped one was Button. Yeah. Button is just an absolute shitbag of a person. Well, that's just not how – he doesn't fit the style that they rap because, no. like, Crooked Eye can – just like Royce can. They can go fast. They can go slow. They can mix it in. Um, I'm would, not mad – I'm not mad at Mike saying that he thinks Jay-Z is overrated. But if you try to touch him lyrically, he's a guy that you really can't. Well, older Jay-Z. Yeah. Oh, oh, I was going to say. Old, old, before, old. Oh, yes, yes. I'm saying before Magna Carta. I was at the Philly concert. Before Beyonce, I would say. Exactly. Before Beyonce. Yeah. You know what's Beyonce. wild? One of my, one of my favorite. Was good too. It was like, Rich, I got to be honest. I I – you just gave me a little bit of research to do because a lot of your list I have never I've never heard of. Aesop so, Rock, you can go Daylight, you can go None Shall Pass, you can go. Aesop's uh, a really good storyteller too. He's like uh, storytelling rap. If you're not okay. into that type of rap, you won't like it. Like if you like, which Don, I don't I don't see you being like the kids that like the just the beats and just like making no sense. You know what I mean? Because you like Biggie and that stuff. So yeah. Um, but and like Boom is very good. One beer yeah. is a great song. But like the Tech Nine, Tech Nine is he's got a very wide range too because he okay. can absolutely if he just wants to rip a song, he can. But he'll also put out he's Hard he has almost 30 studio albums in about 16 years. Yeah. So his catalog is very extensive. And okay. sometimes it gets hard to follow depending on what mood that he's in, what well, he's making. and his collab CDs are incredible too. Oh yeah, he's he's one of the best. Like he, I has, definitely- he has like collaboration albums that he put out with like rappers that are on his label and some other guys. Like he's on a Little Wayne song. He's like he's starting to get more popular now, but like he's he's in his forties now, so it's just crazy that he's popular now. He's like an old man now. The funniest thing that Mike that you're saying is a lot of hate in the rap community. I I believe you're you're talking about MF Doom. No, so he's saying NF. NF is a rapper, Rich. Oh, who's the fuck's NF? He's a white dude. Oh. I have no idea who the fuck He's newer because uh, – No. I thought um, you were talking about MF because I had a good MF Doom story that I think yeah. everybody would enjoy. MF Doom took – partake his uh, – like a persona where he's always – he's the mad villain. So – and that's one of his CDs is the mad villain. So if you if you look at him, he, he had these things called Doom Bots where he would always be in the crowd at his concerts. You would never know when he's going to get on stage. He would walk up and he would spit. But sometimes he'd have a doom bot at the concert where he'd hand somebody his mask because so nobody would knew who his face was because nobody saw him since like 1989. Yeah. So somebody would go on stage and they would play doom set and the guy would be rapping it and then they would boo the fuck out of this guy because they're like, that's not fucking MF doom. So people would get so fucking pissed, but he would be in the crowd the whole time. Oh, so yeah. you had to watch out if you're getting like a doom bot or if you were really getting MF doom. But that's how he got like such a cult following and people started following like, Oh shit. Like, are we really getting doom or is it a doom bot? Like imagine going to a concert and waiting for a guy to get on stage and then not being the guy that you paid for. And you're just like, fuck this shit. But yeah, still, you have a great time. I'd be so fucking it's, angry. Yeah. It's, it's like, uh, it's those guys, man. Like, like that's how they get the following. Like Don, I don't know if you ever heard of army of the Farrah's, but they're most of those guys. That's like a collaboration group too. It's a bunch of, Famous rappers that have their like Jedi Montrix, prior to Jedi Montrix. They're from Philly. Jedi Montrix with a bunch of other rappers. Then okay. they got so Apathy. Most of them are Philly guys. Apathy's one of the best. He's from Connecticut. And he got seven uh 
7L and ES, Esoteric, they're from up there. They do. Outer they space actually. Really. Yep. Outer Space, King Size, um, Self Titled from Tampa Bay. Probably yeah. one of the best pound for pound punchline guys. Uh, Self Titled. Uh, he's going to murder anybody ever. ever. We'll we'll talk we'll talk after the show because I don't want to say some of the some of the things he says because they're great. <laughs> Black Thought is a, a fantastic rapper. Absolutely, fantastic rapper. He's he definitely he's in my top five of best overall. I was just giving my my favorite, but Black Thought is dude another guy you can't touch on the mic. No. So let's go to because this is fun. I really enjoy. It. I will talk rap music all day, but let's keep it going. So let's go. Nick started off. What movie or show would you like to see rebooted? Well, they're actually doing, they tried to do, well, they were talking about the Sons of Anarchy remake, the reboot, before, like when they talked oh, about Dad. Oh, that's a prequel. That's a prequel. Okay. Now I'm um, talking about reboot a show that was made. No prequels, no sequels. Um, a show that you liked or something that you didn't like that you want to see re- be made again. Oscar, no anime. See, this is the thing, though. I don't, I don't like redoing shows because if it's a really good show, I feel like you're just gonna fuck it up. Well, I'm saying we'll pick a fucking terrible show that you would like to see made better that you that you liked, but everybody else hated, or a movie. I don't know. Come back to me, Don. Have to think All about right. it. So I got two. So okay, the the first one that I thought about was Coach. Like I love the idea of okay. going back and. That's cool. Just doing the, the the sitcom version of pick a pick a college sport and and he's got to interact with with anybody and everybody on campus. Okay. Um, the second one that I thought about. So I grew up so spending the afternoons at my grandparents when I would come home and what was on ESPN Classic at the time was the antique home run derby show in black and white there was like and it it was my introduction to like my grandfather's players so okay. like it it was ernie banks and it was uh willie mays and they're they're at wrigley field and they it literally is just home run derby but it's just the two of them um so, just seeing something like like you know them rebooting that and having like a year long kind of competition where they kind of go back and forth whether it's you know whenever you come to this particular stadium you you take your round and then they have some kind of Battlestar Galactica tournament at the end that where they kind of all just go head to head I don't know, just something fun like that that would be like it, it was it was you know, you know me, I'm nostalgic. So it was something that like that you are I, that you are. I, oh it's one of my <laughs> one of my downfalls. But I, I remember like that was my introduction to like all of the guys that my grandfather watched. So we would sit there and watch it and he would tell me stories and it was it was just a cool thing, but I thought that would be a cool thing to to kind of do with a lot of the players now. I like it. Oscar, what show or movie? What do you want to bring back? There's only one show that needs to be rebooted. And what? Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. Game of Thrones. That's it. Agreed. Agreed. That was what I just was thinking about too. I'm like, damn, Agreed. they should go back and read. 
even if they went, even if they just went back and did the last fucking season. No, they even started with season five. Season five was atrocious too. People forget. I agree. No, I agree. I agree. So Oscar has better knowledge on this than most people because he read every book, so he understands. Okay. Like, because we used to always ask him, like, "Yo, is this what?" Ha-? I used to ask him all the time. He goes, "He'd be like, no." Like, and I think when we got to season five, Oscar, you were like, "I don't know, bro. None of this shit is happening the way it did in the book, so I don't even know what's going to happen." The craziest part, like to this day, they literally just took away magic. Magic didn't exist in this world after season four. And it was just like, this is way our first podcast died. Yeah, uh, yeah, we stop talking about this. I, I could, I could go on about this, but it's just like it was just so dumb. Have you gone back and rewatched it since the last time you watched it? Like, have you tried? Yeah, so I actually did rewatch it, and season one, amazing. No wonder everybody was hooked. Season two, even better. Uh, Battle of Blackwater, freaking nuts. Yeah. Season three was like the pinnacle, you know, the red wedding and everything. Season four was great, but the problem with season four was they had to start going into Dorne and Euron Greyjoy um, only because that would set up Euron Greyjoy more instead of him just appearing out of anywhere. Because he's essentially a god. He controls the wind and Kraken, so he could, like, kill anybody at any second on the But that didn't happen in the show. Yeah, and it's, like, the dumbest thing in the world. Like, what the freak? Like, how did that not put one of the coolest things in the whole book? Like That's some bullshit. Yeah, like that would have made the show. People would have been like, "Yo, this is dope." Yeah, like imagine the dude who's like his ship is uh, basically rolled by mutes, and he like he they can't communicate with him. So how did they communicate? Oh, because he's a freaking god. He like he knows how to tell. He's he's basically the evil brand in the books. That's he can speak to them telepathically, basically. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, Nick. Yeah, well, if you didn't tell me that, if I didn't read the book, I would have no idea because in the show, that doesn't even happen at all. Yeah. yeah. Which, like you said, if they went back and just redid the stuff, they went back to that point after season three, and in season four they said, you know what, we're going to introduce him and we're going to really make him fucking badass like he's supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. Then people be like, damn, this show's even better, bro. This show is just. Yeah. And then they could kind of probably go the path. So didn't they? Isn't he working on more books right now? Apparently, he's still working on. The, he's working like on eight shows and the books, and the, he's just too much. So that so the, when the show actually ended. Is that how the books ended or no? No, we're still on book five. There's seven books. So then why'd the show even end then? Yeah, it's that's kind of the reason why. Because they were spending a ton of money on each yeah. episode? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I love that show, but it's like when you don't if you didn't read the books, like you know, you would have a different affinity for it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's pretty sick. But then like I wanna I wanna fucking see Krakens and shit, dude. That'd have been dope. Yeah. I would like to see monsters. Like I'm a big fan of monsters. Dragons are sick. The White Walkers in the books, they use spiders, giant ice spiders instead of horses. Like, how cool would that have been to see? Out of the dough. I would have been. They didn't have the budget for it, obviously. You immediately you see a giant ice spider and a dude on a a fucking White Walker, like a zombie army, all on spiders. You're like, yeah, bro, we just give up, bro. Yeah, we like. (laughs) We just gonna we gonna be in your army now. That's it. Might as be tripping me out. Nick, what do you want? Yeah. All right, I'll just say my favorite show ever. Just they need to go back and redo the finale of Sopranos. Okay. So it is the best show ever written. You can't argue with me about that because it's fucking incredible. So then the only reason why I have a problem with the last episode is because they kind of rushed it when they, you know, what they, you guys have all seen Sopranos? Yes. Yeah. So you know at the end when uh fucking spoiler alert, Nick. Thanks, bud. 
You never know, bro. People. I, saw, <laughs> I, didn't, see I, saw, the, I didn't see the last two minutes. I saw it late, and then I watch it like three times, like every year. I watch it all the time. <laughs> so the last episode, they kill off. Uh, God damn it! I can't. I was just talking about him too. The uh, the guy that takes over the other family from Johnny Sack. Okay. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's rare to find a gift that you know everyone on your list will love. That's what you get with an incredibly soft blanket from Minky Couture. With hundreds of different styles and sizes of Minky Couture blankets, you'll find a gift that they are sure to love every single day of the year. Shop the best deals of the season at MinkyCouture.com. So they kill him off, and then at the end, like, they did all this in one episode. You know, it got kind of escalated fast. And I'm like, yo, it's going to be a lot of action, but I want them to spread it out so we can get, like, a full definitive right. ending and then it just ends with tony and his family sitting at the restaurant diner and then people it just literally blacks out and people yeah. are like oh no you, he gets killed you can tell but then i, I mean, was reading it and apparently he said that you know um apparently they did like they filmed another they filmed that same scene for like a commercial that never aired and it showed that like he said so that the real way it was written that they didn't show because the director wanted people to be on a cliffhanger like we're not sure what happens. You can decide whether or not you think Tony dies or not. You think that this apparently he doesn't get killed and he goes into there's one one theory that he goes in witness protection with his family because he was he just like gets out of the life and he wants he doesn't want he wants better for his kids. Who knows? Or there's one that's just as like he just uh, he doesn't get killed and that's it. Like that's just the way it, way it ends. Like he's just in the diner with his family and the business just goes on as usual. But now he's got control of everything. So I don't know. Just redo it and tell me specifically what the fuck happens. Don't have to worry about and it. That, sometimes you need specifics. Like I, I do. I am not mad about that. Um, Nick, Nick, are you in on the on the the prequel with his looks kid? Awesome. Yeah, it's going to be pretty dope, especially because James Gandolfini's son is playing him. Right, playing Tony Soprano. So um, it's a good like cast. John, John Bernthal's in it. Rich likes John Bernthal. Yep. I do like John Bernthal. So it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty good. But I. I honestly thought it was going to be a series. Like that was the initial talks. And then I saw him like, Oh, it's going to be a movie. I'm like, it's going to be good because it's going to be a movie. So hopefully there's a lot of stuff to be jam packed, but I was really hoping for like another, just, they probably didn't want to sign on for a series because it could, if you have a good first series and HBO is like, well, we're going to fucking, we're going to make money off this. Let's just keep running it. Right. So they probably just want to do something quick, you know, give me a two hour movie. It'll be fine. It's going to be good. They said they, I saw some trailers. It looks good. So, I if I, yeah, it does. It looks good. I'm going to answer. I'm going to ask myself what movie would I like to see. Would be uh, Street Fighter. This movie was terrible, but I would like to see actually a good Street Fighter movie. That's yeah, just that's off the game, right? Yeah, off the game. Like there's like eight games. Like how do you make a terrible movie off it and then never do it again? They're rebooting Mortal Kombat, which looks pretty like I liked the last Mortal Kombat movie. I thought it was cool. I like movies where it's just like senseless fighting and it's like cool characters from video games. Yeah. I'm down with seeing a Street Fighter movie, but if mm -hmm. I could reboot a TV show, would be Sons of Anarchy from what? There was five seasons of Sons of Anarchy. Uh, I think or more. six. Was there six? It would probably be for six. 
I've watched that. I've watched that four or five times too. Well, from four on, because I thought from seasons five and season six was terrible. Like I hated season six. I hated how Jax just rides into a goddamn tractor trailer and dies. Like that was just seven seasons, ninety-two episodes. Okay, so it would be five to seven. Redo those. Yeah, I did not I, like. I agree because I feel like uh, as much as I like that show, they built it up so much, and then like I didn't think that it should have ended that way either. Like you do, Rich. No, a thousand percent. You don't just let your lead character who just overcame so much and had to do stuff just ride into a tractor trailer with the guy from the shield driving it like oh fx great plug like that was terrible and then we are going to finish on this is going to be our last our last category for final thoughts favorite concert memory don since you were around when jesus rock was invented we will let you go (laughs) (laughs) all right so uh so the my, my introduction, I, I was not a big concert goer as a kid. So my introduction to concerts was my first concert was Bon Jovi. Nice. And so my, my, roommate, my, my roommate at the time, his girlfriend, her girlfriend's, his girlfriend's uncle was the, was the sound guy for Bon Jovi. So they were like, oh. Bon Jovi's in town. Do you want to go? And I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. And it, it not not in my top anything of bands. Just it was fun as shit. It was a ton of fun because they played a ton of songs that everybody knew, and it was a ton of stuff that you could sing along to. Um, it was you know a lot, and some of my favorite stuff from Tombstone. So, like, that that was just a, a, a really good concert. And, and the tailgate outside was incredible before right. and after. Nick, so what are you looking at, buddy? I mean, prop, but no, a bunch of concerts. 311 concert was really good, Rich. That was a dope time. Um, Incubus concert I went to was really fucking good, too. And then the Justin Timberlake concert I went to was pretty fucking good, too. That was a fucking dope time. That, that was, was a really good time. Yeah, me, yeah, Nick, his to... brother, and our buddy Brian went. So, <laughs> These four dudes. Oscar, Oscar knows Brian. So we went with – so, Oscar, oh, we go to Brian's tell house. Tell the story. It's so good. We go to Brian's house to get ready for the concert. Brian's like, listen, I'll drive. Um, or no, Brian didn't drive. You drove. I right? drove. I drove. So he, he, Rich was like, I'll drive, whatever, because Dana, Brian's now wife, girlfriend at the time, was going to – also got tickets to go with her friends once she found out Brian was going with us. Yes. So it's her and her three friends, and then it's us four – we get to Brian's house. Everybody's having a good time. Everybody was drinking except for Rich. Right? We're not like crazy drinking, just like doing a little, you know, whatever. I got a pussy. Because Brian lived, pussy. Lived, in Bel- lived in Belmore at the time, get around 25. Yeah, we get over cool. to this. We get over to uh, over to the stadium. We parked at Lincoln Financial, I remember. We walked to the stadium. We drank a little bit before we got in, having a great time at the concert. Literally, before Justin like, even got on fucking stage, Yeah, Brian had to leave because Dana was – it wasn't Dana. It wasn't Dana. Oh, it was a friend. It was, a friend. It was yeah, the same one who called me a pussy because I brought twisted teas. That's right. Because I wanted to have, <laughs> I wanted to have one or two and not yeah. be obliterated. And they were pre-gaming with vodka in a Crap. water bottle and sipping Woo! cranberry. And she's like, Jeez. "You big pussy! We're drinking hard liquor and you're drinking twisted teas." I'm like, "You're gonna die!" And <laughs> she was found in the bathroom. That's with right. Her around her ankles, 
shit and throw up all over the place. And Brian had to go and physically take her out of the bathroom and bring her home. Yeah. And he laid in his bed and she threw up in his bed. Yeah. And he was super pissed because he paid for the ticket. He said, Brian, you even get to fucking see one song. Yeah. It was just me, Nick, and his brother. We had a great time. It was so much fun. It was really good. That was when his when his last uh the Don, if you remember when he first came back out with that other album, it was like 2013, like the 2020 yeah. first came out. He went on tour and he played a lot of his older stuff too. Like it was a really good show. Yeah. Good job. He but did like, Elvis and Johnny Cash, Michael Jackson. He was he was really good. Yeah, we did. Show. It was fantastic. Listen, one of one of the I, I remember going to a concert. I want to say it was a Dave Matthews concert in college. Where like a bunch of people, a bunch of people went and got yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, and 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 and, 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 and for a lot of good reasons because when he started playing, he played all new stuff. He played a bunch of stuff that nobody knew, and I'm literally like sitting there and I'm like, okay, what what am I supposed to do? Like I'm in the nosebleeds because I'm in college and that's all I can afford, and I can't make out anything that anybody's saying. So I'm like, good thing I was horribly inebriated because I'm like, <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sit here and, and watch somebody jam out on a on a guitar. Oscar, what what's your favorite concert memory? Billy Joel, uh, the garden. That's probably a great fucking concert. I love Billy Joel. Yeah, I, would be, I would be mad if I went to a Billy Joel concert. I would be really mad if I, you went. Yeah, bro. The fuck they sell out in like five minutes. I know. Yeah. So uh, here we go. Um, you see, here's my thing though. Like my favorite concerts were in basements. So I guess that's like that technically a concert though. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! So like, I love college. Yeah. <laughs> like, have you guys ever heard of the Murder City Devils? That was in the concert hall. Never mind. We packed that shit up. Um, <laughs> Murder City Devils. It was in uh, the Electric Factory. I think it was. Okay. And um, it was just mayhem for two hours, people sweating on top of each other, which is crazy to say that during these like dumbass times right now. Like it's just like everybody was like pit together, freaking walking like. But then like there was like like cross pitting, and then there was people in the back drinking who were like too old to even listen. So that was that was a really cool concert. All good. Oh, Chris, what's the concert we went to with the Happy Drummer? What concert was that? Oh, that was uh, the Taste of Chaos tour. That's what who it was. Yeah. Taste of Chaos, the Happy Drummer. It um, was a Ben Sevenfold, right? Ben Sevenfold, Atreyu, Bullet Thank for My Valentine. Valentine. Uh, I remember they had the one band. The that Japanese bands were really there great. Was a, there was a dude that was playing before. It's pretty good. He had the dreads that when he would spin it, he would do his head thing. His dreads would hit the floor. Bro. He had like six feet long dreads no that was that was uh before 311 and that was oh, okay um, all right. well, again, man. that was shadows fall that was shadows fall um i would have to say oh chris says pro jamming you two in live all right i like right. that that's, that's a pretty good that's a pretty good show man yeah that's a good show chris we, gotta, like get, we gotta ask richard's cousin big dan my man's been to all the shows oh, my god he's been to everything dude he loves it if I had to go with my favorite concert memory, would probably be, oh man, my first time the festival when Y100 was still around, and they used to do the festival and the festival. And my dad's like, "We're gonna go to a show, take three of your friends." So I took Tang, yeah, uh, Matt, and my cousin Pat. It was the first time 
I ever seen weed. Like the guy was passing it. And mind you, we were like 12. So this dude next to us was like passing. It. He's like, yo, man, just pass it down. And like we're kids like passing it. My dad's like, Fuck, hand that shit back. What the fuck's wrong with you? And like everybody's just blazing up. It was Smile Empty Soul, Dashboard Confessional, which were terrible. Um, Puddle of Mud. Uh, who else? Yeah, Puddle of Mud. All Spring and 311 and Jet. All Spring and 311 were great. But when All Spring came on and then 311 came on, everybody just started to lighten up. We left that concert and spent $160 at Taco Bell. We were all baked. <laughs> and I think that was the first time I was experienced. And it was really high. This and like this was a pretty good time. But my favorite concert experience was probably um on a three eleven concert me and Nick went to was great. Every three eleven concert I go to with my dad is is always a good time. Um let's shoot for fuck. Me and my cousin Patrick were in Philly and Slipknot was at the electric factory before they were like super big. And I think they were with Lamb of God at the time. And they did the wall of death where the lead singer like parts the crowd and everybody runs. And my cousin Eric was working security. He's like, yo, hold the wall. And I'm like, what? He's like, hold the wall. I'm like, okay. So I turn around, I'm holding the wall. They <laughs> like his guitar solo and the guy just claps his hands. And when he claps his hands, everybody runs at each other. And like guys from the first row, like of getting hit are just getting obliterated and like flying backwards. It was one of the craziest fucking shit, but I saw Joey Jordson fucking playing drums upside down. Slipknot was going nuts. It was it was such a good time. It was such a good time. And, phone, brother, nuts. and I watched it for, for free, so I'm not mad. Yeah. But gentlemen, it's been an hour and 15 minutes. It is time for our favorite segment called Fuck Oscar. I mean, final thoughts. <laughs> My bad. Sorry, Oscar. I, I, I broke. I broke. My burps always come out saying, fuck Oscar. I'm like, Ugh. it's really bad. Oscar, what's your final thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Oscar, what are your final thoughts? Uh, what are my final thoughts? Uh, people are fucking disgusting. Um, and when they're not happy, they just decide to attack the color of a person's skin instead of actual merit and um yeah he's got a tiny dick dude you don't have to care if he's white or black yeah let's just let's just let's just end it at that just yeah okay done so two things so one mlb normally screws up anything that they touch okay they did Two things last night that I saw during the all during the home run derby that I thought were really cool. One, all the guys were wearing 44. I thought that, that was, awesome. was a really cool way to kind of tie the things back to, to Hank Aaron and, and Atlanta. The other thing is that every ball that each player hit was signed. Was signed oh, yeah. by that player. That was so, so dope. So like what a really cool way to like they normally anytime they get a chance to touch anything they screw it up this one i felt like they like they did a deep like they did two really cool things to kind of connect back with the fans now my real final thought i have a boo freaking who list everybody gets a trophy Everybody wants 
the all they want all the accolades without having any of the accountability. So the first four people on my boo friggin' who list are Danny Green, Reese Hoskins, Carson Wentz, and I'm gonna go back to last year with Tommy Hunter. Like for, for Danny Green to come out with the 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 nonsense that he had. Yep. Saying, don't forget to cheer about us. Win a game. When, when, when you have the agreed. Like we're 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 upset because we're holding you accountable. Reese Hoskins telling us, don't forget to write about the good things. What's so good? Tommy Hunter saying, sorry, it wasn't good enough. I didn't do a good job. Yeah, you stunk. Like, You're a waste of a contract. Yes, we agree. We're holding you accountable. We will, we, we are, and everybody wanted to crap on, everybody takes every opportunity to crap on the fans in this city. We will love the guys at the bottom of the barrel. We will love guys like TJ McConnell. We will we will love guys like Aaron Rowan and Chris Coast. Why? Because they go out and they give everything they can every time they step on, anytime they step in between those lines. So my advice to anybody who is playing a Philadelphia sport, give all you got and we will love you forever. But don't. We love Iverson forever, baby. Yep. He was the best of both worlds. Agreed. Boom, friggin' who? Boom, friggin' who? Nick, what do you got, buddy? So, just a question for everybody. As most of you guys know, Rich is getting married on Friday. So, I don't know what he did. He must have drugged this woman. Um, <laughs> if you guys want me to absolutely fucking roast him in a speech, just let me know. All right? Go ahead. Go ahead. Don't bring he up can hand, He can handle it. That's the thing. <laughs> but this is not going to be like a Club Conroy roast where when I'm done, you're like, no, it's my turn to roast you. Uh, I'm not we'll doing that. that story after because Don needs to know the best comeback. We're not going to do that because it's a wedding. It's a family-friendly environment. No, nah, I won't do that. I mean, there's a little bit in there. but no. I like it. <laughs> I just wanted I like to know, it. Oscar, if Oscar, if you awesome. got anything specific, any specific digs at Rich, Send them to me, and I'll add them to my. Uh, I'll add them to my 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 journal. I love it. I love it, and I can't wait. Um, my final thoughts are this: Thank you to you three. Um, honestly, without you guys, without Oscar, like coming up with the idea again and just getting us out there during the COVID times for for doing this podcast. Like oh, thank you to thank you to all of you guys who are here because without you three guys. This podcast, I don't think, would be successful. It wouldn't be fun. It would be boring. Oscar, thank you for bringing the idea. Don, thank you for coming on and just reaching out when I'm like, we need a guest host. Nick, thank you for accepting of coming back on. Um, you guys are my boys. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate what you do for this podcast. I appreciate Mike and Dom from Fired Up. They're doing a great job. Big T Will and the Full Court Press, him and Mike, appreciate you guys. Prince, I appreciate you guys. Chris, thank you for watching all the time and supporting us. Ordered a drunken brawn t-shirt? Yeah, he fucking better, son of a bitch. I'm going to fight that motherfucker. No, I'm just kidding. Dom's a great dude. But don't ever insult first <laughs> again. Nah, Dom's great. 
their shows are great. I appreciate the love that we get from our podcast community, Chip, the guys for All About the Birds, Scotty, you know, all the guys who are like banding together to like do something different. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate, you know, us coming on on a night where there's not so much sports and we can just talk and have a good time and interact with everybody. Let's not let it get to our heads. Let's keep doing what we're doing and let's support each other. I'll never, absolutely. I'll never be the one to say you guys suck. You guys are this. I'm proud of you guys. Go out there, do what you guys can do. Be on different podcasts. Let's 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 spread what we're doing and let's spread the the love for other people and other people's podcasts because we kind of need each other and we need others to to join and come aboard us because only good things are going to happen, boys. And I'm Absolutely. happy for the ride for these past what six months. Yeah, like three months that we've been together, or maybe four months, but the six months yeah. that Oscar have been together doing this. Um, it's been great, and I can't wait to see what uh, the Europe holds. So, on that case, Philly, peace out. And as always, fuck you, Spike Eskin. <laughs> see you later. We your out. dad sucks, too. <laughs> yeah, fuck your dad, too. You want to end it, Oscar, or you want me to? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the person. Commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's rare to find a gift that you know everyone on your list will love. That's what you get with an incredibly soft blanket from Minky Couture. With hundreds of different styles and sizes of Minky Couture blankets, you'll find a gift that they are sure to love every single day of the year. Shop the best deals of the season at MinkyCouture.com.